it's kind of like Jesus's drop the mic moment. You know, where Jesus is like, drop it out, peace, I'm out. And then he ascended. Welcome to the Bethany Lutheran Sermon Podcast for the Festival of the Ascension 2020. Today's message is entitled, What's Next? from Pastor Kyle Blake. The text is found in the first chapter of Acts, verses 6 through 8. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I will tell you right now, during the message today, you're going to need your remote. I'm going to have you pause. Hopefully, you're not just going to fast forward through the sermon, but I will have you pause and discuss a little bit. And you're going to need your bulletin with the Acts chapter 1 text. You see, I don't know when you're watching me preach this sermon, but today, the day that we're recording it, is Wednesday, May the 20th. It's the 39th day in the season of Easter. And tomorrow, Thursday, will obviously be the 40th day in the season of Easter. And it's known as the Feast of the Ascension, or Ascension Day, which we're observing on Sunday, which is possibly today or tomorrow or yesterday, who knows, whenever you're watching this. Believe it or not, though, the Feast of the Ascension or Ascension Day is is probably one of the most important days in the church year. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought Christmas or Easter, I thought those are the most important days of the church year. And yes, those days are very important in the Christian calendar. Yet it's on Ascension Day that Jesus was taken up into heaven. But it's also on that day that he received all authority in heaven and on earth, which shows that he truly did save us from our sins and from death. Now, when you think of Christ's ascension, let me ask, what comes to mind? Do you imagine Jesus like blasting off like a rocket ship? Or or do you think of him getting in like some heavenly elevator and just going up? Do you imagine him standing there and and, and everybody just kind of watching him get smaller and smaller and smaller as he goes up? Do you, do you think he like took off like maybe Superman or Iron Man or, or some other superhero who can fly? I tell you what, let's spend a second, pause the video, and talk about your thoughts of what pops in your head when you hear about Ascension Day. Well, welcome back. You see, the ascension of Jesus is recorded in the books of Matthew and Mark and Luke and in Acts. And for the purpose of today's message, we're going to focus on the the Acts text, in Acts chapter 1, starting in verse 1. You you heard it read earlier in the service. Now, imagine yourself in one of the disciples' shoes. You've spent the last three years following Jesus, watching him perform miracles, listening to his teachings, just, just hanging out with him and being amazed. Then, a little over a month ago, you were hanging out with Jesus in the upper room, you were celebrating Passover, and all of a sudden, within the next couple hours, your entire world was turned upside down. Suddenly, your Lord and Master would be arrested, tried, and crucified. Three days later, there would be reports about him being raised from the dead. And so you find yourself locked in a room for fear of the Jews. And that evening, he appears amongst you and says, peace be with you. 
And he shows himself to be alive. See my hands in my side. And so then over the next 40 days, as our text points out, he presents himself alive by giving many proofs. And he talks a lot about this kingdom of God. Then as our gospel lesson this morning points out, somewhere near the end of these 40 days, he, he helps you to understand the scriptures. He reveals to you what's going on and, and he says that he's going to send the one the Father has promised. Whatever that really means. And then he tells you to stay in Jerusalem. So now, if you were one of the disciples, what would be, what would be going through your mind right now? And, and realize that it's the ascension hasn't happened just yet. I tell you what, pause the video again and, and talk amongst yourselves of, of what you would be thinking right now. All right. You back? Because I want us to look at verse 6 of our Acts text this morning. We know one thing was going through the disciples' minds. How do we know that? Well, because they asked the question. When they're coming together, they said, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Jesus had done a lot of talking about this kingdom of God, but the disciples and, and all the Jews really were, were, were under Roman rule. And they really didn't like it. They were tired of the Roman rule. They were tired of the Roman overreach. They were tired of paying taxes. And the Jewish people were really looking for a Messiah who would come back and who would make Israel great again. Now keep in mind, in the Old Testament, God promised to build David a, a house, a kingdom that would last forever. And it would be ruled by one of his descendants much greater than David himself. God's reign becomes focused on this coming king, the anointed one, the Messiah, the Christ. And so most people at this time, including some of the disciples, honestly, more than likely thought that Jesus was this earthly Messiah that they were looking for. Hence their question. However, we know that Jesus didn't come here to be an earthly Messiah as far as setting up the kingdom of Israel again, but to, to be a, the Messiah to free all people. As Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 1, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. So from our gospel text this morning, we know the disciples were outside. They were actually outside of Bethany, near Jerusalem, with Jesus. And he had helped them to understand from Scripture that the Messiah had to suffer and die and rise from the dead. And that people from every nation needed to be told about Jesus. And by turning to him in faith, they would receive forgiveness of sins. That through faith in Jesus, they would be made right with the Father. And we know this is important because our sin separates us from God. And despite our best efforts, there's nothing we can do to earn God's salvation. There's nothing we can earn God's favor or his forgiveness. Yet through faith in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. We're set free from sin and death and the power of the devil. That in Christ Jesus, we have hope in this life and the promise of eternal life. 
And so as the disciples are standing there outside of Bethany, Jesus answers their question of whether or not he was going to really restore Israel, whether he was going to make Israel great again by saying to his disciples, you know what, guys, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father is fixed by his own authority, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Then, all of a sudden, He's taken up to heaven. Now we know it is ascension, as Paul points out in Philippians chapter 2, God highly exalts him and bestows on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. And in 1 Peter, it says that, that Jesus is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers having been subjected to him. You see, the celebration of Ascension Day is the celebration that Jesus rules and reigns. That God the Father has placed all things in his hands and that you and I were truly set free from sin and death. It's kind of like Jesus' drop the mic moment. You know, where Jesus is like, drop it out, peace, I'm out. And then he ascended. But after Jesus ascended, the disciples were standing there and wondering, so what's next? What now? And they just stood there, looking. And finally it says that two men were dressed in white robes, and they said, so men of Galilee, why are you standing here looking up to the sky? Jesus has been taken to heaven. He'll come back in the same way that you've seen him go. So I'm guessing the disciples said, huh, might as well go back to Jerusalem and just kind of scratch their head to for a bit, wondering just what happened and what's going to happen. Now, we know what happens next because we have the book of Acts to tell us, at least if we continue on in the text. We can, we can know that 10 days later, the disciples are in a locked room. The Holy Spirit comes in, shakes it all up. They run out in the streets. They start proclaiming this Jesus guy that they've been following. And, and people are like, man, these guys are drunk. And Peter stands up and he preaches this phenomenal sermon. And thousands of people are cut to the heart, the word says, and they come to faith. It's like every preacher's dream, right? Stand up, preach one sermon, thousands of people come to faith. Pretty cool, huh? Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I hear this ascension text, I kind of wonder, so now what? What's next? I mean, we're not waiting on the Holy Spirit anymore. As Lutherans, we believe, teach, and confess that we receive the Holy Spirit at our baptism. And, well, if you're not baptized yet, we also believe and teach that the Holy Spirit comes to us through the hearing of the Word of God. So how are we supposed to respond to this text? What now? What do we do with it? I tell you what, before I tell you what I think, let, why don't you talk among yourselves and see what you guys think. Spend a couple moments, just pause the TV and talk about how should we respond to this text. Welcome back. Honestly, I offer that we respond in two ways. Now, you might have come up with more, but, but I say two, and here are the two. The first celebrate. Celebrate and rejoice in the fact that we are forgiven, that we've been set free in Christ Jesus. Celebrate that no matter what you or I have done, Jesus Christ died and rose again for us, and we are completely forgiven. 
Celebrate the fact that we have a Savior who rules and reigns no matter what might be happening, how good or bad things are getting here on earth. Celebrate that we have, as Hebrews 4 says, a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, so that we hold fast to our confessions. For we don't have a high priest who's unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. That we can draw with confidence to the throne of grace, that we can receive mercy and find grace and help in our time of need. To celebrate the hope that we have through faith in Christ Jesus. And I would say a second response would be to to invite others to join in that celebration with us. To share the hope that you and I have in Jesus. You see, the reality is, is just like the disciples Jesus sends us out as well. God has placed us all, no matter how old or young, in unique places, in unique situations to be his witnesses. He says to each one of us, you've received power when I gave you my Holy Spirit. Now celebrate and share the hope that you have within me in your homes, in your community, in your city, and to the ends of the earth. You see, here's the deal. I know that this pandemic has our lives flipped upside down right now. And there have been many times that I've prayed, Lord, when will you lift this pandemic and this quarantine so things can return to normal? Yet in the midst of it all, God looks at me and says, I've got it taken care of. Don't worry about that stuff. It's not that big of a deal. Jesus rules and reigns over all. However, just seek to follow me and I will help you figure out what it looks like to love your neighbor and to share the hope of the gospel. Even if it means that you're not gathering in person, you have to wear a mask and you have to stay six feet away from everybody. As Christians, we're called to celebrate the hope that he has given us to share it with others. He's given us his spirit to strengthen and guide us as as we do go along. And through it all, he's constantly reminding us as we daily remember our baptism that we're loved, that we're valued, and we're forgiven. See, Christ has died. Christ is risen. And Christ will come again. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to support this podcast or the ministry of Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California, You can text the word GIVE to 562-210-0463. That's GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 562-210-0463. Join us next week as we celebrate the Feast of Pentecost with a classic message from 2015 from Pastor Kevin Kreitzer titled, God at Work in Confusion.